Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, this is episode 16 of Conversations with Nilu. Uh, this is um, my third publish in one day, so that has not happened before. Uh, I am trying to be as consistent as possible with being able to share my thoughts and uh, publishing information that hopefully is not just um, me going on a ramble <laughs> about my day, but also valuable information that I can share with the public or anyone listening anyone listening. So uh, for episode 16, I wanted to start sharing some information from this book that I purchased uh, that is part of um, this journalist uh, or journalism organization that covers a wide variety of uh, biotechnology, healthcare, world topics called Neolife. And this book is called um, Neo Life 25 Visions for the Future of Our Species. When I came across uh, their newsletter and their website, I got super excited because I'm absolutely interested in this uh, these topics. I have a love-hate relationship with the pharmaceutical industry. Um, I know that there are some bad people uh, taking advantage of um, the public and increasing prices uh, of drugs, making them unattainable for, um, you know, general folk, which is absolutely, well, basically evil. But there, there's also a lot of good that can, you know, come out of this technology. And, and I do believe that. And I know there's, there are people trying to steer this in the right direction. So there's good and bad, right? Yin and yang to that. So with that said, this book, 25 Visions for the Future of Our Species, focuses on many, uh, many different areas biotechnology could potentially help us uh, improve our environment, improve our health, evolve, help uh, Mother Earth, right? Um, I mean, I have seen this. I have interviewed at, at these companies that are doing some great work, uh, some very good intention work for the world and everyone involved in it, not just human beings. So what I would like to do with this episode is just get started on uh, reading through some of my favorite excerpts from the book, whether it be quotes or details, and then I can... uh, It is uh, about 150 pages long or more, so I will be happy to maybe do a part one, part two, part three, and continue sharing this information. Uh, so I want to read some of the index, uh, high level topics that I will try to get into this book and maybe just cover some of my favorite areas. And I highly encourage you to, um, check out Neolife. I think it's neo.life.com or neolife.com. If you Google it, you'll be able to come across them, but they cover some of the cutting edge technology topics in biotech and healthcare, and I absolutely enjoy 
reading the articles that they publish. Uh, I am subscribed to their newsletter. All right, so there, the book is categorized, or the index, right, is categorized into uh, uh, three sections. So when we have roadmaps, creative beliefs, and dreams. So roadmaps, we cover topics such as how to turn science fiction into science fact, botanists could save us all, us and other animals, how to manipulate memories, insane, my CRISPR safety checklist, your custom-made microbiome, will boost brains and machines, or sorry, brain-machine interfaces will boost brains and machines, longevity is just getting started. So I think I'll stop there, maybe cover some of the topics from this section, and then uh, maybe in later episodes I can cover some of the details under creative briefs and dreams. So introduction to this book, um, humans now have the tools to intervene in our own evolution and build a better world. So what should we do with these powers? We're obsessed with that question, and in the pages that follow, scientists, artists, writers, and entrepreneurs take it on too. They envision radically different futures when people will manipulate their DNA and make organisms to do their bidding, when the very definition of homo sapiens will be up for grabs. We homo sapiens of 2020 are just starting down this path, adjusting our fertility and longevity, our food and sleep, our hearts and minds. We could go in lots of directions from here, but this book is optimistic about where the journey will lead, even as we'll be creating living technologies that we can't fully control. So there's um, some scare around this on possibly going the wrong way, but this isn't a comprehensive master plan for humanity. Instead, it captures an excited and anxious moment when people are peering beyond the vast new biological frontier. The essays, stories, images, and interviews that follow are meant to help you imagine what the build-out could look like. Some of these pieces are like creative briefs for bioarchitects of the coming decades. Others are rough roadmaps for possible technologies or dreams of how things might unfold. You're not going to agree with every point of view, but that's our intention. Try these ideas on and see how they feel. Why? Because even as we redirect the flow of biological evolution, cultural evolution still moves faster and more assuredly. Changes in our DNA, whether they come from random mutations or from clever gene therapies, will alter the range of possible human outcomes. But culture, including the scenarios we imagine, the stories we tell, our decisions about which technologies to fund, or by will determine which of our possible futures actually occur. The idea that it's all up to us is reassuring, inspiring, and daunting. It's also the most human thing imaginable. The gift and legacy of our species, one apparently possessed by no other animal, not even the other hominins that once roamed the earth. That trait is simply the ability to imagine situations that do not yet exist and then create them. So we have some names which I'd like to mention, so at least to give the folks credit. We have Jane Metcalf, New Life founder and publisher, and then Brian Bergstein, 
New York Life editor at large. And there are a lot more details here that are covered by some renowned scientists and artists. And I really like that, um, you know, this is not just focused on uh, just one group of people. And then there's been partnerships with people from different backgrounds. So getting into this, um, I want to read a quote from the book that is from George Church Ramaznam. So this section of the book covers how to turn science fiction into science fact. And here's a quote by Gregory Stock, sorry. So Gregory Stock is a bioethicist. It comes up in a lot of bioethical discussions that we should avoid doing things until you're sure that they're safe. I think that's the most risky way of proceeding. What you really want to do to reduce the big risks is to maximize information flow and fail fast. Right. Um, I know there's a negative connotation that's associated towards failure, um, especially, uh, I think, in, not in every culture. Maybe it depends on the company. Maybe it depends on uh, the people. But failure should not be taken uh, as a negative thing. Uh, I think we really need to promote failure as a way to learn and evolve. And I appreciate that this quote represents exactly that message. Now, George Church, How to Turn Science Fiction into Science Fact, is a geneticist at Harvard Medical School, but that title undersells him. He's very much an engineer, having developed technologies for sequencing DNA, editing genes, and manipulating stem cells. He's also a beguiling prophet of radical biological change who urges caution even as he reminds people how tantalizing it all might be. Ramaznam also defies easy categorization. So this is the... Nam is the chair of energy and environment at Singularity University and author of More Than Human, Embracing the Promise of Biological Enhancement, The Infinite Source, the power of ideas on a finite planet, and the much-admired science fiction trilogy Nexus. Their conversation has been edited for length and clarity. So I'm going to skip through some of the details of this particular chapter and some things that I've marked off. So let's see here. So some of the things that interest me, and there are a lot of important details that, are, that have been mentioned here. Let me start off with this topic. So in the field of brain-computer interfaces, there are people who talk about using transcranial magnetic stimulation to temporarily induce saving states. I'm not sure anybody really knows if it works or not. So this is also uh, a branch of, you could say, biotechnology that has been interesting to observe. Uh, it goes down the scary path of, of course, when you talk about brain-computer interface, you think about biological life interfacing with machine. Um, it may not be a negative thing. I see it as, um, uh, you know, a solution for a lot of uh, brain or neurological diseases or ailments that prevent people from 
being able to speak or being able to move, I think this type of technology could really enhance that. Um, and I think it can be integrated in a respectful way and with no harm you know, to nature or anybody around. I mean, if you just look at the renowned physicist, Stephen Hawkins, uh, I think when he uh, went through uh, health complications, he was able to continue communicating with the world, right, through through this machine interface. So um, definitely see it as a positive thing. So this is a conversation, everything that I'm reading is a conversation going on between NAM and church, uh, so this is what Church says. Church says, I tend to think it's wishful thinking that there's something you could eat or drink or some convenient thing to put on your head, whether it's infrared or magnetic. When we talk about gene therapy, we would literally have complete access to the whole biological spectrum. All the shortcuts and simple therapies we think of today are going to seem fairly pathetic. Yes, I mean, gene therapy, I think, is still maybe in its infancy, uh, and everything novel or innovative that starts off uh, will will start off with, um, um, you could say, a higher price margin. But as this technology improves uh, and is democratized, of course, you know, the price will go down and will be accessible, I think, to all. And hoping in this realm at some point we will also improve the healthcare system in the U.S. where these type of things are Gene therapy, uh, when I say this type of thing, is covered by healthcare insurance in the U.S. and worldwide, and we're able to help uh, relieve suffering of a lot of people, um, as most diseases uh, are at the genetic level. And I think we could really, truly change the face of medicine with these type of therapies. And next, um, talking about a topic I myself... (laughs) I'm kind of scared about is osteoporosis. This uh, this disease runs in my family, and I'm I'm seeing my mom kind of suffer through it. So here we go. So Church says, um, "Oh, I don't think that the final list of genes is in. We have a short list of genes for longevity and aging reversal from many animal studies. For osteoporosis, the pathways are understood for osteoplast formation, the cells that build up." and break down bones. With little trial and error, we could get it so that animals are not suffering from bone loss in terms of fluid distribution that I know less about, but I'm fairly sure that could be compensated as well. So here they're talking about potentially uh, going through animal studies that help find a cure or a solution to help alleviate all the suffering that comes from osteoporosis and which is primarily uh, a lot of women suffer with. So with that said, uh, I'm going to end the episode here and uh, a lot more interesting topics to cover moving forward from from the Neo Life book and other things to talk about. So thank you for tuning in and I will try to also simplify this information a lot more, but happy to share um, some of the details from this book that, that I really enjoy reading. Thank you for tuning in again. See you guys later. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.